everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Cashin, and joining me as always is one of the, one of the greatest co-hosts in fantasy basketball podcasting history. Tyler P. Watts, what's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine day? I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the start of the NBA, Tyler. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this preseason stuff. I read a, I read a whole article about how preseason wins um, translate to um, predictions about over/unders for the regular season. Like I'm, that's how bored I am. I want some real basketball. Oh well, what was the what were the findings? What was the conclusion of this article? Oh, so yeah, I think it was Stephen No, who I really do like. He used to write for the Bulls and the Athletic uh, about the Bulls for the Athletic, and now he does a bunch of whole different things. Um, and uh, apparently, very good positive correlation between um, preseason uh, point differentials and the outcomes of whether they would hit their uh, a team will hit their plus or their over under for um the wins for the regular season so if you actually did the top five uh point differentials uh last year bulls being included and the and the bottom five uh, point differentials last season you would have went eight and two if you went overs for the good ones and unders for the bad ones well okay so you know how's the highest point differential this year in the preseason Mm, I actually, I should have. I think I just looked at this, but uh, is it OKC? Sacramento Kings, twenty-seven and a half plus twenty-seven and a half. All right, uh, so, all right. I'm gonna go take the over. So, if you're looking at NBA wise, top five would be Thunder, Rockets, Bulls, and yeah. uh, Knicks. So the Thunder is a little bit of cheating because they did play like an Australian team and whooped their ass. That's true. Um, so I, I, I was actually listening to a thing about. Uh, some some betting and they said that actually that's one of the things that vegas has been the worst at in recent years is like predicting how those very bottom teams will finish they always have a number that's actually lower than where they actually finish because like people think oh they're so bad they're not going to win any and then they end up winning like the required whatever the bottom team wins yeah like orlando occasionally beats like the clippers on a back-to-back, you know, like it's the the team, the parity between the teams isn't that great. Where it's like guaranteed win for the Sixers tonight. It's like no, sometimes the Sixers lose to shitty teams. Oh yeah, everybody, hundred percent. Um, but I just I, I'm just ready for the NBA to start. Uh, I think everybody else is ready for the NBA to start. And as always, at the beginning of the NBA season, Tyler, it is time for uh, one of our most um, heralded, oh. award-winning podcasts. It's time let, for bold predictions. Let's start with something fun. Okay. Um, off the wall, non fantasy basketball prediction from Michael. An off the wall, non fantasy related basketball prediction. Yep, oh, basketball prediction. And it could be anything. It doesn't even have to be that bold. Uh, hmm. All right. Well, how about all the, some, of those are in my, some of those are in my bold predictions? Let's see. I would say, if you want a bold prediction, I think there is a chance that Portland 
could win their division. Oh, okay. I like that. So, you know. They're really going to beat Denver and Minnesota, right? Like, Utah and Oklahoma City obviously not going to beat anybody. Um, So, yeah. I I like that. You know what? Portland, you know, has the potential to kind of go one of two ways, I think, right? They're either going to be good or they're going to just try to tank the back half of the season and improve their lottery odds as much as possible. So yeah, um, my, my, my thought process is Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard. He's dragged that team into the playoffs into a middle seat in the playoffs every single year. He's been in Portland and they've had worse teams than the team they currently have. That's true. Dude, they were one in 15 against their division last year and their division oh. features the thunder and the jazz. That's, so even well, the jazz were decent last year. The Jazz were fine. That's what I mean. The Jazz were fifteen and one against their division last year. Wow, and they blew it up. So that that's all you need to know how good this next draft class is going to be, right? And so Portland could go the opposite way and just go fuck it. Let's go get ourselves a nice draft pick, right? But the the other case scenario would be Cat uh, and Gobert just doesn't work out in Minnesota, and they're kind of a floundering team. And then the Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr., uh, questionable health, um, or heaven forbid, I don't think this will happen, nor do I want this to happen, something happens to Jokic, the Denver's in the gutter if, if something happens to Jokic. Um, so there is like a, like, I think the Port- Portland are plus 1,000 to win their division uh, on certain websites. That's worth like you know five bucks, ten bucks of your of your money, I think. That's fair. That's fair. One, one is, in ten my, chance the two teams have some injury problems and Portland's good. Yeah, of course. Mine is that the Pelicans don't make the playoffs. Ooh, spicy. So some teams, some analysts have the Pelicans like in the conference finals, which is insane in my opinion. So what what, what are you what are you shitting on the Pelicans? Uh, what makes you think the Pelicans can stay healthy? That's um, yeah, those are facts. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I get it. Like on paper, but the Nets were great on paper last year. How'd that work out for him? Brandon Ingram. You know how many times he's played more than sixty-two games in his career? Mm, ooh, three times. One. Ooh, I don't like that. You know how many times uh, Zion Zion's played eighty-five games in his first? Three seasons. Not great, right? McCollum's no, been hurt a couple times like in the last either. few years. I mean, McCollum played 62, but then he only played 47 the year before that. So, and he's getting over, he's over 30 now. Like, to bet on this team taking this big leap, it just seems very, very dangerous to me. And, like, you're asking me what the playoff teams are? Like, of course the Jazz drop out from last year. The Clippers are taking that spot, Right. And so then all you got to have is a team like Portland or the Lakers to jump over New Orleans, and the New Orleans is out. It's true. They would get, they, I mean, it could easily happen. They ended up in the play and they get bounced in one game. Why not? Yeah, and then look with the Clippers, right? That's what happened to them. They, they bounced the Clippers last year. I think they're the team that gets bounced this time. Someone's got to get bounced, right? I think that's one of those things where it's like you look at how good all those teams are. In the West and in the, even in the East, and that play-in makes everything really interesting. I'm glad that play-in exists. Someone's got to get some a good team, like a, not a great team, but a good team is going to get bounced. Oh yeah, especially in the West, like the East. I mean, they're the eight teams, right? Like, I mean, I guess there's someone real good in the East too, because right, the Cavs are going to be in there. Hawks, yeah. one of those teams is amazing. The Bulls might be in the the play-in, right? The Bulls. 
Um, the Heat, like it, it could be some crazy team too. The Raptors, like one of those teams could be in the play-in, um, which sounds crazy. And obviously in the West, I mean, there's just so many good teams. Yes. I mean, the West is just silly. Like really silly good. I feel and, like in the uh, I feel like in the in in both conferences there's gonna be three good teams in the play, only two of them are gonna make it. And tenth in both conferences yeah. isn't gonna be great. You know what I mean? Like tenth in the East it's probably like between the Hornets and the Knicks and the Wizards, like not great. Maybe yeah, the Magic like, the Pistons nobody... can sneak in there. And same thing, kind of in the the West, right? Like it's between like the Lakers and the Blazers, the Kings, like not great. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I think there's, um, I think there's a chance that a, a, a middling, not a middling team, because like the, that tenth spot's not going to go, but like the ninth spot is good enough as as good as the seventh spot for both sides. So like, and then like the seventh spot, right? It's probably going to like like we saw last year. There was like only a couple games between being in the in the play in and not being in the play in, right? It's uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful NBA season. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking for the fancy season because uh, if you still got a draft left, that's awesome. I love drafting right before the season starts. It's like the best time to draft. Uh, hopefully you're prepared by listening to all the podcasts we've done. Uh, now it's time to relax and wait for basketball to happen. And uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into these bold predictions, Tyler. Uh, if you're new here to the Watching the Boxes podcast, shout out to you. Um, every year we do um, a a list of our top ten bowl predictions for the upcoming season. Most of them are ridiculous. Some of them are silly. But quite frankly, Tyler, we have a pretty decent track record. Uh, I think Tyler, you have won. We we review we review these at the end of the season. I think you've won every single season except for last season. So I am the reigning champion. Um, and as the reigning champion, I elect to go. First, how about that? Oh, I thought that was a rule that the, the retaining champion had to go first. That's, like, oh, that's why I always went first. Oh, well, that's rude. Um, all right, well, then I guess I'm going to go first. I thought I get to elect it, but now I'm going to go first, Tyler. And I'm going to start out high. I ain't playing around. I ain't going to be like, oh, uh, James Harden will have like 10 rebounds or some shit like that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not starting out weak. I'm starting out strong, Tyler. Lowry Markadon will finish higher in um let's say per game value and offered say oh all right that's that's bold but happened last year so it's I guess well it's not that bold but it I did think happen last year a lot of people right are on opera Sagoon. he's the sleeper du jour he's the guy who's everybody's calling the next breakout uh you know in Quite frankly, Albert State Goons per 36 minutes look fucking sexy. Like, this guy could be a 1-1-1 guy. He uh, could get you uh, decent assists, good percentages. He could be really, really outstanding. But we talked about this in our team previews. And we've talked about this uh, in another podcast, too. The guy can't stay on the court. Larry Markin, on the other hand, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double up on this bull prediction. Larry Markin is going to lead the Utah Jazz in points. Oh, now that's spicy. Because these are Jazz have seven in. They've got Clarkson. You know what I mean? So, like, those are obviously probably the two favorites to lead them in scoring. Sure. This is bold predictions, my friend. And I think, right, when you look at guys who can be traded, guys who can move, right, Colin Sexton's probably the, the guy who's going to uh, be the favorite. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, right, could lead the team, right? 
But I think Jordan Clarkson's movable. I think Colin Sexton's movable. I'm not sure Lowry Mark is that movable on the, uh, from from this team. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but Lauren Markin has been traded twice in the last two years. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. Laurie, over. Sagoon, Tyler, what is your first bowl prediction? Um, how spi- what spicy level do you want? Let's go, let's go white people hot. I don't even know what that means. I'm not even... You know when you go to like the Thai place or the Indian place and they're like, how spicy do you want it? And you're like... I get it, like, white people spicy, not, like, you know, real Indian and Thai spices, which is, like, legitimately just far, like, it's fantastic, but it's also, like, far, far too spicy for people uh, who are from America who cannot handle spices. Not too spicy, but spicy. A medium heat? Yeah, like a medium, a nice medium heat. Uh, Desmond Bain finishes in the top 30 in totals. Okay. Okay, that's a, that's a, that is a medium spice, there's a medium spice to that. Give give me the uh, the the reasoning. Well, I mean, I think we're gonna see him take over as the second leading scorer on this team, right? That's what they want. Um, he finished 49th last year, right? The thing you like, good percentages. That's a check. He's gonna take more free throws. He's one of the best free throw shooters in the league. You like that, right? If he gets it up over 20 and like three and a half to four threes, like he's not gonna have to do that much else, right? So we're talking he played 29.8 minutes a game last year. That goes up to 32. Steals get close to one and a half. Assists probably go up to like three and a half. He grabs like five rebounds, maybe five and a half. Boom, he's he's pretty close to that top 30. Yeah, that's um, that's all. That's very fair. I, I, I find it hard to argue with that. I, I agree with you that Desmond Bain is primed. One, we saw him take those leaps, right? We saw him take the, the necessary leaps to become a standard... Uh, top 50 player right he he is um good across the board he's good at percentages but like he's young like he's incredibly young right and, and i think a lot of people forget how young a lot of these good players are because uh, they're more interested in the rookies and the second year players but like oh you know, desmond bain um improved drastically last season what's what's stopping him from taking another uh maybe not major leap but even a minor leap would, would definitely propel him into that space, and, and you mentioned that the opportunity is there. Yeah, that's really all we're ever looking for in fantasy, right? It's just an opportunity to do it. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm going to go with something similar. I'm going to talk about opportunity, right? And I think, you know, this does um, hedge on the um, the dem- no, it's not the demise, right? But the aging of Chris Paul. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say Devin Booker finishes. He enters as the newest member of the top 10 in fantasy basketball totals. That's funny because I thought about the same one, but I actually didn't go for it. <laughs> well, you know, I had, the, uh, I had the fortitude and the guts to go ahead and say it out loud in public on a recorded podcast that people could re-listen to, um, Tyler. And I, I think, you know... There is a there is a way. This is um, this has to play into the fact that Chris Paul takes a, a back seat, takes less minutes, saves himself for the playoffs, and Devin Booker takes the playmaking initiation from this team. Maybe they're trying to placate uh, DeAndre Ayton a little bit more, so they play less, a little less Chris Paul, a little bit more Booker and Ayton together. Um, Booker's assists go up. He gets his steals up just a little bit. Maybe the rebounds go up. He gets his points closer to thirty. Um, that's a 
top ten, if those assists go up, that could be a top ten in those points go up. That could be a top ten player. And the thing about Paul too is right. We've seen three pretty healthy seasons after we saw three not so healthy seasons, right? And so, you know, if Paul suffers another pretty significant injury. You, know, you talk about Booker taking over, and that was really where I saw it more. Was like, you know, Paul misses a month, two months, you know, and then Booker kind of has to take over, and and as they kind of head down the stretch run, right, they kind of integrate Paul slowly because they want him healthy for the, when the games matter most. Exactly. Um, I hope there's no injuries. I hope Chris Paul stays healthy. Uh, I hope they don't win a championship at home. I hope Chris Paul never wins a championship, but. Um, the Phoenix Suns are gonna be in flux this year, and there's one guy, right, who's like their, who's their guy is Devin Booker, right? So, um, I think he's easily the safest person there to just keep getting the minutes, keep getting uh, the playing time, and of course, if he's healthy, right, um, he plays a good amount of the games. He's usually pretty good, a pretty healthy player, right? That top ten in totals is definitely reachable. Tyler, what's your second bowl prediction? Oh, okay. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, I think the the one that's going to surprise you the most isn't probably that surprising to me. Um, okay. But I will go with Jaden Ivey as a top 75 player after the All-Star break. Ooh. All right. There's a little bit of a caveat there. Top 75 after the All-Star break. Um, okay. That's... Um... But, okay. So- so That's good. is Ivy really even getting drafted? This is the question, right? So I think a lot of people are talking about drafting him, but no one's really drafting him, right? Yeah, like his consensus ADP, especially on Yahoo, is like outside the range of even getting picked in most standard leagues, right? So this guy's gonna be on waiver wires. He's gonna be absolutely free. I think the the start of the season is gonna be rough, like it is for most point guards, right? Integrating themselves into the NBA. You know, yes. playing at a new speed, having the ball in their hands against the absolute best players in the world who are stealing the ball and, you know, jumping passing lanes and creating turnovers, right? So there's going to be a little bit of a rough start. And when Ivy's out there in January, I think you should pick him up off your waiver wire. So I think after the All-Star break, once he's kind of got his sea legs under him, right, he's going to be really, really good. Yeah, it can go. I mean, that's really, it's really tough, I think, for first year players to, especially point guards. We see it all the time. Usually, the, the rookies that come in, the ones that um, hit the ground running, they're usually bigs. Um, it, it is really, really tough to play point guard in the NBA period, let alone be productive, let alone play at the speed of the NBA when you're not used to it. But we've already seen some pretty good basketball from Jaden Ivey. And. Once again, as always, opportunity. And like you're saying, I would, why would Ivy not have that opportunity going, uh, especially after the All-Star break, because Detroit is going to want to know what they got with them. Yeah, right. And so I don't think it's that bold. But at the same time, I think there's a, a, going to be a big buying opportunity for almost every player in every fantasy league. Yeah, 100%. I would agree with that. All right. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go bold. I'm gonna go bold. You're just, you're you're still you're on you're still on white people hot. I'm going uh, brown people hot. I'm going spicy. Shout out to all my uh, all the best places to eat in the city of Chicago. Um, Trey Jones finishes as a top eighty totals player. Ooh, all right, all right. I mean, 
basically right this is a an opportunity more than maybe someone that you like or someone you like and you think he's gaining a new opportunity i think it's 70 30 opportunity to talent jones is going to be the starting point guard right and like hey i might be wrong josh primo might come in and just play start and play uh, after and they just go hey you know what trey jones is not our guy josh primo is actually kind of sexy uh he's playing really well blah 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 i don't think that happens i think trey jones is pretty good i think given the um state of the spurs the fact that they're trying to lose games um but also they have these really great young players i think trey jones has that kind of nba speed that in the uh the nba uh, talent the nba moves to play um a starting guard on a bad team which the spurs are here's what's nice the assists we kind of know trey jones can get the assists we kind of know trey jones can get the steals if he's allowed right allowed to shoot if he's allowed to shoot more than he has in the past, if he's kind of given a green light here on the Spurs, the points could go up, the threes could go up, and he's a good rebounder for a guard as well. And, you know, I, things are going to get weird in, in in San Antonio, right? But everybody kind of knows the main players in San Antonio. Everybody's drafting Vassal and Podal and Keldon Johnson. But, you know, Trey Jones is getting drafted, but I don't think people are excited to draft Trey Jones. He, I think he can finish in that top 80. I think he can, if he stays healthy in totals, simply off the, the assists and steals that he can get during the season. I like it. I like it. He's a bad three-point shooter, so it'll be interesting to see how many he can actually hit, right? Like, um, pretty much at every stop, even in college. Like, he was not a good three-point shooter in college. There's a small sample size in the NBA, just, but he was not a good three-point shooter just need to get him there. up. Up there a little bit over one, so maybe drop that field goal percentage down a little bit. Give me, give me one point two three pointers again. The crazy part is though, in per thirty six minutes for his career, he only attempts one point four a game, like in per thirty six. So that's that's a really small number for a point guard, especially in today's NBA, like really small. So uh, that that category seems problematic, right? Yes. Um, other categories though, I mean, like other than blocks, he's not going to get any blocks. He's literally blocked seven shots in his career. It's not a lot. Um, you don't have to block shots to get in that top 80. But, I mean, there could be good points, assists, rebounds. So, I mean, yeah, and if the percentages are decent, like, that, that's a solid solid pick. I actually went with the Spurs one. You ready for my Spurs one? Yeah, let me hear the Spurs. Let's go no with the Spurs. spur finishes inside the top 100 in totals. Zero Ooh. Spurs. All right. Well, is that – well, I'll go with you. Is, is that a opportunity uh, or a talent reason? Well, I, I mean, obviously, I think everybody is overstretched, right? They don't have a number one. They don't even really have a number two. So their number three or number four becomes a number one. Their number four or number five becomes a number two, right? And so everyone's kind of playing up up a space than what they should be on a good team. So that's factoring into it, right? The other factor into it is like, you know, do they keep Podal the whole year? Or do they finally trade him? I think they finally trade him. I think if somebody else pops off, like, I don't think they really believe that any of these guys are, like, big pieces of their next contending team. Maybe Kelvin Johnson, maybe. He seems to be a Popovich favorite. But, like, other than that, like, they seem not married to any player on their roster, right? And so, in that scenario, like, if someone's playing well, don't they just move him and then he's on a different team? He's, he doesn't finish in the top 100 in totals because he finishes in the top 100 in totals for that team. And so, okay. okay, I'm following. 
And I think that too, the, you know, to add on to that, that's like, you know, guys like Trey Jones, who's probably not going to get traded, right? Because no one's really going to want him to keep him. But again, like, he's got to be really a lot better than we've ever, ever seen for him to be sniff the top 100 in totals. True. But can he do that? I don't know, man. Yeah. I also, this, I also this think could we be could a wild ride in San Antonio, right? It, they could actually be kind of a scrappy, young, interesting team with like some, you know, some hidden talent uh, hanging out in there. And also, they could just be really bad. We could see a Thunder situation too, where we go, like, hey, Trey Jones, you're actually helping us win some games. We don't want that. You're going to sit the bench for a while and we're going to play somebody else who can't play point guard. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I kind of hope Josh Primo does get some time, though. I like Josh Primo. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the game's going to be a little fast for Primo, but, like, I think Primo could be good in a few years. Yes, absolutely. So they might just go, yeah, you're not good now, but let's get you the reps. All right, Tyler, do you want me to go, you want me, you want me to take it down, take it down a little bit, or do you want me to go real, you want me to get spicier? Uh, we haven't even hit we haven't even hit the middle yet, so you probably should go on your less spicy. All right, I'm gonna take it down. I'm gonna take it down just a little bit, and I'm gonna go with Kelly Olynyk, a top seventy player, or on averages. Shout out Kelly Olynyk. Uh, I like it. I like it. And Kelly Olynyk isn't really even being drafted. He is part of my list. Um for my very last one, which I always save for my players oh. not being drafted that are standard league options, and Kelly Olenek is one of the names mentioned in my list. Excellent. We are on the same page with that Kelly Olenek. I think, um, like, you know, I think it's self-explanatory. There's no one good on Utah, but except for there is actually NBA talent on Utah. And that's why I keep, like, I keep looking at Utah and I keep going, uh, this team should be bad, right? They're supposed to be tanking, right? Like, Larry Markkinen's an NBA player. Kelly Olenek is a player. Mike Connolly... Jared Vanderbilt, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkston, Alan Horner Tucker, Malik Beasley, like those are those are all NBA like minutes players. Plus Walker uh, Kessler could be excellent, right? Here's R- here's my on there. Like so, like this team isn't on paper bad. But what do they do with those players during the season? I don't know. I caught Josh Lloyd's uh, podcast today. Shout out, shout out to Josh Lloyd, uh, the yeah. guy. Um, he did not even have Talon Horton Tucker in the Jazz's rotation. That tells you about, it tells you how good the Jazz are despite tanking, so to speak. Yeah, Horton Tucker That's was not point. even part of it. Yeah, if he if, if Taylor Horton Tucker played really decent minutes, right for the for the Lakers. Yeah, um, I know the Lakers were kind of short staffed and pretty bad, but like this team, this Utah team, is supposed to be bad. I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm like. Not that bad. Not a lot of scores. Yeah, and they've made some some strange moves already. Like they they cut Jared Butler, which was strange because like he's supposed to be a, a young player that they just picked like fairly high, right? I mean, they picked him in the first round, mm-hmm. and they just or actually they picked him in the second round. I'm sorry, but they picked him 40th overall. Like, and they just got rid of him. So like, Utah is kind of in a weird space, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to tear it down more, you know, as the season progresses. But like for right now, they're they're an interesting team. And we've we've also seen like Jared Vanderbilt with minutes like do nice things like top one hundred things. We've seen Mike Conley do top one hundred things. Like, do we have a team with like five top one hundred players on this? Maybe if you if, if Colin Sexton starts going off, it's a possibility. I'm not gonna put that. I'm not gonna put that as well. That's a little too bold of a prediction for me. But it's close, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't well, hate it. I don't hate been it. in the top 100 not that long ago. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, if I run, I if I run out, I'm going to put that in my, as my one of my picks. I actually think Clarkson leads that team in scoring, um, which is probably not, not where the betting money is, but like, I feel like, if you, like Clarkson and Sexton are kind of similar players, and I feel like Clarkson's going to get a bigger opportunity than Sexton. So I just think he leads the team in scoring because they want to trade him. So like, as long as he's on the team, I feel like he's just going to get forced into the ball. Yeah. I, I think I actually I can't believe I'm saying this. This should be a bold prediction. I'm gonna watch a lot of Utah Jazz basketball. I'm gonna watch more Utah Jazz basketball this season than I have in the last two. Okay, but let me ask you this question because I think this is fun. So like, throw out the Bulls because obviously they're your team. You're gonna watch yep, every game course. or every game you can, right? Um, two teams you are gonna watch the most, and two teams you're gonna watch the least this year. Ooh, that's a great that's a great question. Two teams I'm gonna watch the most. Alright. Um, yeah, no bulls. You can't say bulls. I'm not gonna say bulls because I'm gonna watch them the most. Like that's just obvious. Man, I think I'm gonna I, I I'm probably going to watch <laughs> This is like like this is like a good insight into like how my brain works, right? I'm probably gonna watch a lot of Orlando Magic. <laughs> okay, fair. They're fun. Yeah. I think they're gonna be fun. I think they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Like, I I want to see what Paulo does. I I want to see the the progression of, uh, uh, Frank Wagner. Like, like he's like kind of like my guy. Like, I I'm I'm betting on Frank. So like that team's got some fun pieces. I might regret, uh, queuing that up in my league pass, but um, I think they're gonna be. I'm gonna be keeping a, an eye on them quite a bit. Um, and then I'm probably gonna watch. Quite a bit of, um, I would say, probably quite a bit of Houston. Oh, all right, all yeah. right. Like, I'll be honest. When the big game, like when the Warriors are playing the Clippers, I'm gonna watch that game, right? But when like the Warriors are playing like Kings, I don't care. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch Curry beat up on the Kings. Like, if there's like a if he's dropped like 30 in the first quarter, I'll, I'll turn the game on, right? But, like, if I'm gonna sit down and like watch a full game. I like to watch these kind of like up and coming, like you know these these kind of like baby teams of like young players who have potential because I think like you get a lot out of that. And I think the Rockets in in Orlando are kind of like my my they've have enough talent. That I think there could be something interesting there, and that's that's what I like to watch. Fair, fair. Okay, two teams you're not gonna watch at all. Don't want to see them. Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm not gonna watch. Uh, well, uh, even though I'm gonna try to not watch them, I'm probably still gonna watch them. I, I don't want to watch the Lakers. Like, That's true. Yeah, you're you're forced to watch the Lakers because some th- yeah. a lot of times they're like the TNT Thursday night game where it's like you're gonna either gonna turn the TV off or you're gonna watch the Lakers because it's the only game on. Yeah, the Lakers are the Lakers are super boring. Um, it's LeBron, right? Like I, I'll watch LeBron. LeBron's great, right? But uh, LeBron. Man, that's boring, man. I don't want. I don't want to watch that. And uh, I'm probably not going to watch the Knicks. I don't care. Well, the Knicks. The Knicks are always on my list for that because you can't watch the Knicks where I live. You just can't. They don't. That's they don't right. care the station on the TV, and they're blacked out because League Pass is fun. So, um, so the Knicks games are very hard for me to watch. Right. Let's give a. Let's, let's hear your. Let's hear your four. Uh. 
to watch would definitely be the Clippers. I just think they're they have the deepest team in the league, maybe. So I think any game, even when Kawhi's out, like they're gonna be fun. Probably in watching them. The second team would be Sixers. Like just want to see how that's going and can Tyrese Maxey break out further? How good is James Harden? Embiid's always fun to watch. Like they're probably the two teams I'm watching the most. Two teams I'm watching the least Spurs. I don't have really any interest in watching the Spurs team. I'm not gonna lie to you. And the next team, if it's not the Knicks, right? It's probably maybe the Kings. Like I just what what's exciting about the Kings? Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I think I'm good to like tune in every once in a while to the Kings, but probably not. Like, also, like, man, it's late out there on the West it, Coast. It could be Charlotte too. If Lamelo's out for a while, I'm not yeah. really super excited to see a Charlotte game. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll tune in for Lamelo, but if Lamelo's out for like a month, like I won't watch one game in that month. Yeah, I'm just not like Charlotte's not doing it for me without Lamelo chance all right number four for you tyler what's your bold prediction Ooh, all right all right all right uh we'll go back to a, a favorite of ours robert covington is a top 75 player this year you know he's gonna play right. limited minutes on the clippers right they're loaded all this all that but it comes down to defensive stats he's gonna get them he's gonna play enough minutes they're gonna sit guys right so even if it looks like he's playing 18 minutes some nights He's going to get like 30 when they sit Kawhi and they sit this person and they sit that person. He's just going to be good enough to do it. And I don't think anyone really sees him as a top 75 player this year. Man, top 75 is, I guess there's a path, right? He gets those um, rare stats, the blocks, the steals. He's, he's, you know, he's not really terrible at truly anything other than maybe assists and shooting. Um, But Man, I don't know if I can get behind that. It's been a, it's been a while. We poured one. If you don't remember, we poured one out for Bob Covington last season. We said, um, "Thank you for your service, Bob. Um, you're a beautiful man. You're beautiful, Bob Covington, and we're gonna miss you. And you're coming back hot, being like Bob Covington back from the grave, top seventy-five. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Okay, that's that is a bull prediction. I don't know if I can get behind that one." Tyler, that, that might be your boldest prediction thus far. Oh, um, I got way spicier. That's just the beginning of this. Okay, well, uh, it's, all right, let's 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 get into the, the spicy half of bold predictions. Um, I don't know if my this bold prediction is terribly... I kind of wasted my spice early. Um, I'm going to save that one. I'm saving that one. That's, that's the spicy <laughs> you one. You want me to go? Hey. No, no, no. Jalen Smith. Will finish for the Indiana Pacers. Will finish in the top sixty after the All Star break. Oh, all right, all right. There were probably some people listening who didn't know who Jalen Smith was. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes, I'm trying to go spicy. You know what? I had him in top seventy five, but I decided to get spicier because isn't there a world where the Pacers blow it up? Everybody seems to think that's gonna happen, which probably means it won't. And they just go, get out there, go ham, my my guys. And they just play all their young dudes. Jalen Smith goes out there, and he's playing 35 minutes a game. He's just kind of tearing it up. He's getting the blocks, he's getting the rebounds, he's hitting threes. Um, you know, the the only thing keeping him probably from that top 60, probably keeping him that top 75, right, is the steals and the assists, especially the assists. If you can't get that, that assist fucking going up, trending up, right, if you can't get that up, but is there a world where he's basically a Miles Turner, like an almost Miles Turner, who's in the top 50 
Uh, yeah, there's a world like that. The numbers were really good last year for the Pacers when he went and he joined the Pacers. Um, yeah, he's definitely interesting. I mean, I, I, it's not a call I would go for, but I like it. It's bold, it's spicy, I love it. It's, it's the spicy. I'm getting in the spicy app. I'm making them even spicier. Tyler, what's your fifth full prediction? Um, okay, it's time. Zion finishes outside the top 75 in totals. I don't even know if it's Ooh. bold anymore. Yeah. But he's, he's already got an ankle injury. Right? He played zero games last year. They keep saying he's going to be healthy and ready for opening night. But again, they said that last year, too, and he never played a game. He it was basically a non-contact ankle injury in that preseason game. Right? Like, he just turned his ankle. He didn't step on anyone's foot. Like, just, I don't know, man. To bet on this guy playing more than 50 games just doesn't, doesn't seem possible at this point for me. Um, I think you can go even spicier and go outside of the top 100. But if he does have a good stint, right, uh, he'll, he'll meet that 75, even, even in, like, limited games, right? But... Oof. Yeah, I I don't trust Zion. I don't. I'm not drafting him. I'm not drafting. Like he's not following in a lot, falling in a lot of my drafts anyway. So I'm like, great, fantastic draft Zion. I don't care. For, How many like, games would he have to volume. play to finish in the top 100 in totals? Hmm. That's a question. That's a good question. How many games does Zion Williamson have to play in order to finish in the top 100? He's probably got to play at least 60. Anthony Davis did it last year in 40. Anthony Davis is impressive. 40 games. Zion Williamson is not Anthony Davis. That's what I'm saying. He was the lowest guy. Everybody, I'm I'm just looking at this on the fly, but every other guy was over 50 games. If you think he's going to play less than 50 games, the chances of him finishing inside the top 100 are... Almost non-existent. Kristaps Porzingis in 51 games finished 47th. That's the lowest other than Anthony Davis at 40. That's pretty low. That's pretty bad. Um, well, I mean, it's pretty good for those players, but it's pretty bad that they didn't play enough games. And Zion's not as good as those players. Yeah, and so... Might be less, right? Or it might be more, right? It might be 60, closer to 70. Right, so it's... It's very possible that he finishes outside the top 100. I think... You know, this one maybe could have been bolder, like you said, but at the same time, like, a lot of people are drafting Zion in the third round and the fourth round, and they really like Zion, and it's like, I'm just going to bet that he can't stay healthy. Okay. All right. Let, uh, I, I'm with you on that. I'm staying away from Zion completely in all my drafts. Let's go. I'm going to go with my um, – this is a rehash of last year's spicy uh, take because at the time, right, um – People were kind of like, oh, man, Westbrook, LeBron, it's going to be a lot of fun on the Lakers. They're going to be taking turns, just like Kyrie, blah, 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 blah. And I came out and I said, Westbrook will not finish the season as a Laker. And guess what, Tyler? You are, you're, um, you're a cordial gentleman. You are generous. And you gave me um, uh, half a point, I believe, for this bold prediction last season when I said Westbrook would not finish the season as a Laker because the Lakers didn't want him to finish season as a laker they couldn't get rid of him so i'm going to reverse that and i'm going to say westbrook will finish the season as a laker one of their top two players won't oh all right all right that's that's good that's spicy um i like it i think westbrook is a little bit more tradable now that the contract's expiring right like some team especially if the lakers are willing to attach some picks to it are just going to be like 
especially at the trade deadline, like, yeah, we'll give you our overpaced, overpriced player, or maybe two overpaid players, and you can give us Westbrook and a first-round pick, and that'd be great. Um, so I think maybe it's a little more tradable this year, but I do I think the Lakers are... tradable, right, if the Lakers think they can compete for a championship with LeBron and AD and the scraps coming back. Now, you got LeBron. LeBron's LeBron. What's if LeBron ain't LeBron this season? Uh, I got a LeBron prediction coming up, oh. so maybe maybe you'll be excited about that. That's my thought process. If you if you, the oh, Lakers if, are gonna be bad. Yeah, why, if LeBron why would you LeBron put... and or LeBron's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. This sucks. This team like this front office is terrible. AD is your trade bait. LeBron could like controls whether where he goes or not. So like he could say like I, I gotta get out of here. And then having Westbrook's expiring contract is actually your best asset as a rebuilding team as the Lakers. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, they, they put no shooting around LeBron. And what's the thing you want around LeBron is a lot of guys who can hit shots. So it's just it's a weird build. It's a weird everything in Los Angeles. I don't think they're going to be good. I would bet the under. Um, whatever their win total is, just, man, it's, it's going to be rough. Yeah, if you can take them not to make the playoffs, do it. All right, all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. I, this is going to get spicy now, I feel like. All right. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Jordan Poole finishes in the top 35 in totals. Oh, okay. Uh, that is spicy. Just got paid. Top 35 yep. in totals. Yep. Okay, let me hear it. Finished 51st last year, right? Okay. Young guy and healthy. Great free throw shooter, so you like that, right? I'm a, kind of a dickhead. Kind of run him his mouth a lot. I don't care about that. Okay, not, not okay. At all. okay right. Only played 30.1 minutes a game last year. It's set up to 32 this year. Assists tick up a little bit. Rebounds tick up just a hair. Gets us over a steal a game. It's your 3.23s. Pretty close, maybe maybe even 21 points. Over 20, I think. Looking at that top 35 player there. Especially if the if percentages improve a little bit. Like, I think Poole is the second leading scorer on the Warriors now. Right? I think he overtakes Clay, mm-hmm. And he just transforms himself into a third-round player. And he's going outside the top 50 in drafts, which is crazy. Yeah, I still don't understand... Why pool is fall is falling outside the top fifty? Is it just is it name recognition? Like he should have good name recognition. He just won a championship. He's on the Warriors and he just got paid and he just got punched by Draymond Green. How much more name recognition could a, a guy like that get? Right. So like, why is it I see him outside of my top fifty? Almost every single draft I've been in, even like expert drafts, and then. Like either I get him or someone snatches him up right before I can get him in that late round, like that sixth round. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I have him in almost every one of my leagues. I just think he's really good, and I think he's only getting better. And I guess maybe people think other young guys are getting better faster. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I follow that one. I, I don't understand why people. But what's the Jordan, Jordan pool hate there? I don't, I don't get it. All right, I'm going to go with my number seven bull prediction. Um, and this is one I'm definitely ma- not making up on the fly. Uh, da, 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 da. All right. 
Franz Mans Wagner in totals will be top 35 player. Oh, no, that's that's bold. That's real bold. This is probably a little too bold. Um, I'm crossing out one that I didn't I didn't think was bold enough, and I'm replacing with this made up bold one. Um, the the original one was the Bucks have five players in the top eighty, and it's like, yeah, that's probably true. Um, the pathway to totals is obviously playing games, so he's got to stay healthy. He's got to play the games. Uh, but the other pathway to totals and being that high, right, is being really fucking good. I think for, like. The best player on Orlando is Franz Wagner. The number one player who should get the most shots on this team is Franz Wagner. The entire offense should run around Franz Wagner. And if they do that, just theoretically, his points, his assists, and his, I would even say his rebounds have to go up. He's a big dude, right? If they, if they go a little bit away from Mobamba... Um, and he's playing with Paolo, and maybe him and Paolo kind of eat those rebounds up away from the, the you know, starting Mobamba. A lot has to go right for this to happen, right? Franz Wagner's got to get them, them steals up. He's got to get his blocks up a little bit. He's got to shoot better threes. He's got to take the leap. But if he does take the leap and they run the entire offense around Franz Wagner, which they should be doing because he's the best player on the team, this guy's being, getting pumped up into... The, the the top tiers, you know, into that top 40, top 35. Good enough. I like it. I like it. It's bold. I like it. I like it. All right. I'm going a little a little spicier, I think, here. Okay. You ready for this? Let's... Uh, LaMelo Ball, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James all finish outside the top 30 in totals. All right. Let me hear that one again. LeBron. LaMelo. LeBron, AD, Kyrie, AD. and LaMelo. So all of those guys were second-round picks. All four of them. Kyrie and LaMelo all finish outside. What? The top 30 in totals. Top 30 in totals. Oof. So that's – I'm going to say that's pretty bold because even in limited games, these dudes finish in the top 30 in totals. You would think that. But – do they really, if they're talking, not a lot of games? So last year, right, you look at it. Now, uh, Kyrie, where did he finish? You know? Kyrie, I don't know. He finished 145th. Now, he played 29 games, right? Uh, LeBron, in 56 games, finished 15th. Okay, so that's probably the one that's your best bet here. Anthony Davis... Finished well, well outside the top 30. Finished 89th. I told you that. 40 games, right? And then LaMelo played a lot of games last year and was at 10th. He played 75 games. I think we see all four of these players under 50 games this year. Ooh. That's, that's, that is bold. 150 games is very bold because, you know, some of these, like, obviously these teams are going to be required. Like, you're kind of, like, building into my Westbrook's going to stay on the Lakers because they got to blow it up. Um, if LeBron plays 50, less than 50 games, or AD plays less than 50 games, which actually that might happen, uh, Lakers are done. Like, they're done anyway, let alone if that happens. LaMelo playing less than 50 games, I would say, is the most likely because they're going to, I think the Charlotte Hornets are going to wrap it up uh, already. 
Uh, I think they they extended that twisted ankle until like a month off for Lamelo. Uh, and like, why risk Lamelo, right? Like, I, I don't disagree with what they're what they're doing. Uh, I think they're just going to be playing for the uh, the the victor sweepstakes. And then like Kyrie's weird, man. Like, who knows what's going on with Kyrie? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, okay. I think it's bold, but I think it's four guys in the second round. If you're still drafting, I'd stay away from. That's all right. That's fair. I like it. I like that one. All right. My number eight is eight. Eight rookies will finish in the top 130 in, um, in totals. I like it. I like it. It's bold. So we got Paulo. We got Jabari Smith. Right? We got Keegan Murray. Okay. You know, whatever. That's, that's, we all know about that. Jaden Ivey. That's four. Benedict Mathurin. That's five. Gary Eason, that's six. Walker Kessler, that's seven. And now I just need one more out of kind of the hodgepodge of dudes who are laying around out there. Um, is Jalen Williams on OKC going to just suddenly play uh, a bunch of minutes because OKC well, see, is weird, right? That's a, that's the exact reason I thought you were going for this. It was maybe more, so, yeah. more than liking the draft class a ton is I think – all those teams at or near the bottom are going to get weird near the end. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're all all of these go guys like, have every loss matters more than ev- than than anything else, right? Yeah. We can up our odds to 14% to get Victor Wembanyama, and we can up it to 20 some percent to be in the bottom three to get Scoot Henderson or Victor Wembanyama. We're going to go for it, right? Yeah, that's we're exactly gonna get where weird. I'm going. And you know. Um, I I heard a stat the other day, right? Where they were talking about the Mavs playing Jaden Hardy, and someone on Twitter was like, you know, the best way to lose a game is to play a rookie guard. So if you're Absolutely. a rookie guard, you could be seeing lots of minutes near the end. Absolutely. So fucking look, uh, like Jalen Duran on Detroit. Uh, you got Ty Ty Washington in Houston. All these teams are going to be playing for last place. Like they're they're all just going to be like, hey, let's cycle on our rookies, see what we got, blah blah blah. There's plenty of playing opportunity for rookies which is usually not the case not for that many rookies um and i'm gonna i'm gonna add i'm gonna throw a bonus a bonus bold prediction yeah, i've got two bonus bold predictions uh let's give let's give mathurin best um per game value he's good man i really rookies. like his game i like his game uh i've got a mathurin thing coming up so we'll get to that um All right. So, he, I got three guys for this one. Okay. Gordon Hayward, Kyle Lowry, and John Wall all finish inside the top 60 in per-game value. All right. This is kind of the reverse uh, of the LeBron LaMelo old prediction. They're all finishing in the top 60. Lowry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out. Not that bold of a prediction because he's done it before. And he's done it recently. He's done it just the other day. But Wall and Hayward on the other yeah, hand. Yeah, but but everyone, dude, you realize what Lowry's ADP is? I think it's like 115. Are all being picked outside the top 100. That's why I picked them. It's crazy. It's insane. All three of those guys going way outside the top 100. I think they're all top 60 players in per game value. So if you're in a shallow league, why are you not picking these three guys? Why? Get them at 95, at 100 and whatever, and 100 and whatever else. Because. In a shallow league, you can replace these guys on the waiver wire when they get hurt. And when they're playing, they're going to be really good. Yeah. They're, they're going... And, like, first off, when they're playing, they're going to be good. 
There's nothing saying that Wall and Hayward and Lara are going to be injured this year and blah, blah, blah. There's nothing saying that, right? They consistently do it. They consistently put up good numbers. They, they, when they play, when they are healthy, they're out there putting in top 60 value. So why are they outside the top 100? I don't know. It's, it's, it's the old man. Ain't nobody... Ain't no country for old man rule is what it is. Is that no one's paying attention to Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry was like top, definitely top sixty last, 49th. last season. Yeah, he was forty ninth per game value. Forty ninth, it's insane. Top fifty, top fifty. Oh, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I think that's a great prediction. Oh, you know what? That's not that bold. It's, it's, it's bold, but it's not that bold. Um, it's bold for the uh, the general public. They're like shocked. Like oh. How dare you say this ridiculous thing? And you know, but if you, you have a logic to your to your um, to your madness, Tyler. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna throw all logic out the window. My final picks, as I always do. Um, I was. This is probably my boldest prediction. The penultimate prediction. There will be a new lead leaguer, lead leader in points. That person's name would be Bradley Beal. I like it. I like it. I mean, Beal's done it. He's done it. That's what I'm saying. And we're talking about a guy, like you're saying, ADP is falling into like the late 30s, early 40s. Bradley Beal, a guy is being drastically overlooked. But Bradley Beal can average over 30 points a game. He's done it in the past. And then you go already look at it. Chris Tesprazingas is out. There's no one else on this team who scores other than maybe Kyle Kuzma, who's like, you know, a really solid, good player, and I think he should be rostered in all leagues. Someone's going to have to carry this team. Someone's going to have to score for this team. Bradley Beal is the guy. Yeah, and Bradley Beal, we talked about him all draft season. Like, he's being criminally underrated. Um, he averaged 31 points a game, not last season, but the year before. Played 60 games, was really good. Like, wh- why can't he do it again? He can, for sure. And like, imagine getting the lead, lead, the league leader. I can't get that out of my out of my mouth. Uh, in scoring, in like your fourth round, it's possible. It's All right, possible. you ready for your dollar drop? I'm yeah, I got Dame. I got Dame right. as a close second, by the way. Is it? I was gonna go with Dame, but I went with Beal. Oh, all right. I like it. You ready for your dollar drop? I'm ready. Airman Nikola Jokic does not finish number one in total. Ah, boo. Not top, against it. Not top number one in totals. What about not nope, top not gonna five? Happen. What about not top ten? Well, I mean, it's possible. Right. Um, yeah, what's your reason? Don't say injury, because I don't want to, I don't want that bad mojo no, on the podcast. I don't think it's that, right? But I think it's, you know, we're, we're going to see him sit a few games, because, you know, um, I think just the team being healthier like gives them the opportunity to sit him a few games and they want to be good when it matters most right like they think they're a championship contender so why are they going to risk playing Jokic 74 75 76 games right maybe that comes down to 70 so they give him a few games off right maybe the rebounds dip just a small bit maybe the assists dip a small bit with Jamal Murray back right and I think just betting on anyone to be the top player three years in a row just doesn't seem wise to me right like so much stuff happens in those long nba seasons and so if you're saying give me Jokic to the field i'm gonna take the field yeah i think that's a very bold prediction because i don't think you're gonna get anyone else to agree with you on that 
it's fine. We'll see, see how it ch- we'll see how it shakes out. That's uh, that's fair because like you're you're playing the odds. I think that's smart. Like it's hard to repeat as the best fantasy player, and very few uh, players have ever done it. Even like Steph Curry, like it's uh, James Harden, like all those guys. It was really hard for them to do anything like that. Jokic producing at this level. He produced at that level because the team was injured a lot, right? He's good. he doesn't need to produce at that level to win right now. So like, you know, this is, there's some there's a pathway to Jokic not being top number one in total. Well, here's the other thing too. Maybe we see a, a, an absolutely crazy, insane season from somebody else. Be it Luka Doncic, be it LeBron James, be sure. it Joel Embiid, be it Kevin Durant, be it James Harden, be it Stephen Curry, right? Somebody, you know. Is it crazy to think Curry goes off for five three pointers a game and thirty two points and somehow gets his assists up to seven and he flukily maybe gets like one point six one point seven steals he gets over half a block like all those things could happen right I'm not saying they're going to but like it could happen for anybody and so maybe Jokic is just a hair bit worse and somebody else has one of those insane seasons and blows up and is the number one player that's fair I like that all right. As always, my final board prediction is about the uh, greatest team of all time, Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls will have five players in the top 100 in totals, and I'm going to give uh, a bonus point that they will have a different player outside of that. Well, I mean, that's not saying a lot. There's going to be one other player in the top 100 in per game value. Who I will add to this list, uh, which will be Le- when Lamelo Ball comes back. Um, not Lamelo Ball. When Lonzo Ball comes back, he's gonna be in the easily in the top 100 per game. The totals. You obviously got Demar, you got Vujovic, and you got Zach Levine. But the starting guard for the Chicago Bulls is Ayo I- Desumo. Chicago Zone Ayo Desumo. Shout out uh, University of Illinois Fighting Illini. Uh, that is near where I am from. Adesumo is quite talented. He's very good. And in 77 games last year, he finished 129th. That's not playing a lot of minutes, right? That was only playing, um, let's see, that was only playing about 27 minutes a game. If he's out there playing 32, 33 minutes a game, and he's taken a step forward uh, in his ability to playmake, because he's going to be asked to do a little bit more playmaking this season, so get those assists up a little bit. Maybe a steal gets up above one, right? If he plays a lot of games and he plays a lot of minutes, that's nice. And then you got Alex Caruso, of course, uh, who's going to have great steals. Um, and hopefully he is not going to be um, violently assaulted and undercut by Grayson Allen, who should be in jail. All fair. Uh, I will end with my, as usual, uh, five players that are standard league finishers that are not being drafted in most leagues. They are this year Benedict Mathurin, Chris Duarte, Tari Eason, Kelly Olinick, and Davian Mitchell. Yeah, Mathurin. We got, uh, you're just going to have to write those down for me. Because I'm not writing all that out. I already have written those down. Oh, I see. Oh, shit. You wrote all, I've been writing all of yours down this whole time, and you already <laughs> wrote them out? Yeah. God damn it. Tyler, you're, um, you're a real gentleman. You're a real scholar. I didn't even see you writing your... <laughs> I did not see that, so this entire time I've been writing them myself because um, I'm an idiot. These are very bold predictions, right? But I, I also I also want to say these bold predictions this season, uh, as I'm reading through them, right, 
I would say in seasons past, we have a really good feel for a couple like outliers, a couple sleepers, a couple of guys that we really, really like that maybe no one's talking about. I would say this season, though, anything can happen. I I I don't have a great feel even after preseason. I don't have a great feel for um, kind of the rotations of some of these um, fringe teams or some of these tanking teams. I don't know if you know Frank Wagner is going to be amazing or just mediocre. I feel like he could be amazing, but he he could be mediocre. While you know, like on the flip side, last season Miles. Bridges. I was like, I'm on Miles Bridges all the way. I'm riding on Miles Bridges Island. Luckily, I got off of there before, um, uh, you know, he uh, went to jail. So um, I got I got out of my lease off of Miles Bridges Island. Thank God. This season, though, Tyler, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I'm standing on solid ground right now. Um, it's funny, you know. I I kind of feel the same way. The league's wide open, and I think we're gonna see some shenanigans, some tomfoolery at the bottom, right? just because teams want to get those top couple picks. So I think that's going to throw a wrench into it. But, like, I don't know, this year maybe more than any, I felt like there was a lot of crazy value in drafts of, like, things where I'm going, like, why is this person going here? Why is this person going here? Why is this person going so high? Why is this person going so low? And so, I don't know, I I feel really good about all my teams, and we'll see see how that turns out. And maybe, maybe I'll be the one who looks foolish at the end. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a very chaotic season, which is why... Uh, you should stay tuned to Watching the Boxes. We are going to, as always, throughout the season, bring you uh, weekly podcasts, uh, waiver wire pickups, uh, trades, uh, high lows, and just straight up watch those box scores, man. We're, we're watching the boxes. We are going to hopefully bring you the content that you want to hear that will help you navigate this chaotic season and win your league, or at least place in your league, right? Like, it, think if you if you follow uh, a lot of our advice uh, and you pay attention you could you could easily uh, you're definitely making the playoffs like i would say a majority of people make the playoffs maybe finish in the top three but winning your league there's, got, there's always some luck involved in winning your league tyler i i don't win all the leagues i'm in uh I, sometimes it just i get stopped at the at, at the end zone oh that's factual right like to win all your leagues isn't isn't real in the sense that like someone's gonna get lucky in the playoffs and have a crazy game that no one expected and if that other person has them that could be your demise sure uh one of your best players could get injured hopefully it doesn't happen right like it takes some luck uh, but it also takes skill and paying attention and uh we're gonna do a lot of that paying attention for you so i appreciate it if you're a new listener if you're a long-time listener we we appreciate you even more um the season's about here I'm excited. Tyler's excited. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. This season, we got, uh, obviously, the podcast in store for you. If you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We are going to be bringing in uh, a panel of random experts from around the fancy basketball universe. Uh, is uh, I, I hate to say universe because it feels like I'm stealing from like Marvel or whatever, but like uh, it's not that um, it's not that lame or that cool. It's not. It's neither one of those things. It's definitely in the middle. Uh, um, I'm sure people love Marvel out there. Eh, Marvel's is fun, you know. It's for the kids, and um, we're gonna be bringing experts in to do a panel. Like I'm, I'm gonna try to do it every week. We're gonna do a live show on Twitch every single week when uh when possible obviously holidays and crazy shit happens 
but we, I, I think we, I want to get kind of like a consensus of like hot topics from around the league. And I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be a nice little um, addition to our watching the boxes, um, I guess, family. I don't know. We, we got, um, we got a lot of stuff in store for you this season. So uh, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. We appreciate you uh, sticking through us with the preseason. And now I'll sit back, relax, and watch some NBA. And we'll see you. The season starts. <laughs>